0: The free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store.
1: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
2: We may think it's self-evident that no person who cares about morals or values would ever see this movie. But it's not self-evident to your 15-year-olds. And with the advent of smartphones and all of the entertainment that was ever created in the history of the world is available to them, we want to be able to equip families to have a conversation. That's so good. Do you find it
3: difficult to find suitable entertainment for your family? Our guests today are Adam Holt and Paul Assay from Focus on the Family's Plugged In team. We'll be discussing how they shine a light on the world of popular entertainment while giving families the essential tools they need to understand, navigate and impact the culture in which they live. That's Adam Holt with Paul Assay with my wife Kate and myself Brett Ryan for Focus on the Family Australia. Well welcome and thanks for joining us for our chat about Plugged In. So excited to be here. We are very excited to be here. Thank you. Well, I don't know who to start with. Who wants to answer the first question, Paul or Adam?
1: Oh, uh, you know, let's give it to Adam.
3: All right. Fair <laughs> enough. It's the well, right choice. Thank you, yeah, Paul. you bet. Tell us a little bit about the
2: history of Plugged In and uh, why it all started dinner has been around since the early 1990s. It actually started as a four-page newsletter to parents, and it was the brainchild of Bob DeMoss, who has had several stints here at Focus. I think he's now back here again. Uh, but uh, anyway, I digress. Bob <laughs> was very concerned about what he saw in the culture with regard to music especially, and actually put together a book and a traveling roadshow if you will called learn to discern and that Mm -hmm. became kind of the watchword for the early iteration of plugged in which wasn't even called plugged in it was called parental guidance in 1995 we became a magazine and changed the name to plugged in right in 1999 this is the super speed version (laughs) uh we launched the website and up to that point movies had not been our primary focus because we couldn't do them in a way that was timely. But we found very quickly that movies became our bread and butter because that's what people wanted information on each week. And so at this point, our movie reviews are about 40% of our traffic to the website. But we'll talk about some of the other things we review. And we've gone through multiple iterations of our website since then. But uh, the, the print mag has happened... So often in the internet age, went away in 2009, so now mm. we're a web-only ministry.
1: So an interesting little tidbit, the very first article, the very first cover that, that we had on yeah. our, our, our newsletter was about The Simpsons. So we are officially <laughs> really? just about as old as The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> and ironically,
2: we expressed deep, deep, deep concern about The Simpsons <laughs> and its sarcasm and its cynicism. And fast forward low thirty years. Well, now The Simpsons is just about the most family-friendly thing on television because it hasn't changed. Yeah, and the culture has, and so yeah. it's and quite prophetic at times. And as well. quite prophetic. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to see just the changes that culture has wrought over three decades.
1: Yeah, Adam and I have been here a long time, but we haven't been here since the we beginning. Haven't quite just to just long. to let you know. Fair enough. Fair
2: <laughs> enough. Well. I went on
3: your website, on the PluggedIn.com website, and there was a Bible verse from Colossians 2 verse 8, and says, see to it that no one takes you captive through mm. hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world
1: rather than on Christ. Can you unpack why that verse? It's a great question, you know, and I think that it really comes down to the power of media, within our culture today, right? Because we find a lot of hollow philosophies being espoused to us and on our screens, in our music, sometimes even in video games, in the books, all that sort of stuff. These are all issues that sometimes we need to deal with. Now, it's interesting because entertainment is always sort of a mixed bag right? Sometimes within movies you have these fantastic messages sitting right next to these abhorrent thoughts that you wouldn't want your kids yeah. you know following. Yeah. Yeah. So it really becomes a lesson in how to sort of uh, figure out how to talk about both of those elements. Yeah. I
3: mean going back to that word Adam said about discernment right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I think that's just a key word for parents and for young people to be able to discern what is good and what is not so good absolutely
0: i love picking up on the word that you said we've got to talk about it so if we're watching something with our kids and there's they're not the unsavory and they're great messages we've got to sit there and talk about it and ask them questions about what they think and why they think that way and and do they actually agree with what they're looking at and so we can then have our input Yeah, Um, and the why. And the why,
1: yes. Absolutely. And I think to just riff on that a little bit, you know, I I think sometimes when people look at Plugged In, they see us as sort of this yes or no organization. Mm. You can see, you cannot see. But I think- Our heart is really to get to those conversations, to give parents the tools that they need to talk with their children about what's on these screens, to give them the ability to to wade through these messages, to talk about the why. Mm -hmm. Um, And if necessary, say, you know what, this isn't really suitable for you. So we can talk about this when you're older. (laughs) Well, and we
2: also talk about. Not only the content, if you've been to our website, you know that we break things down in Mm -hmm. terms of different forms of content that parents may want to be aware of. And we'll probably talk more about that. But in some ways, the bigger picture question has to do with worldview. And Mm -hmm. worldview is almost an old-fashioned word. Now, narrative is the really popular Mm -hmm. word. But worldview gets at the idea of what's right, what's normal, what's good what's acceptable Uh, if we want to get philosophical worldview has to deal with where did we come from what are we doing here now and where are we going but most of the time you can look at anything you can look at a commercial even as I talk with my own kids who are 11 and 13 and 15 I try to emphasize with them Everything has a worldview. Mm. Even yeah. you know that car commercial for thirty seconds. Sometimes I'll say, "What's the worldview message here?" Mm. Yeah. And the worldview message is, if I just bought you know a blank car, my life would be awesome. I would have better clothes. Girls would love me, and I would have existential <laughs> yes. contentment. I'm sure to keep be going, "Oh,
3: Dad, do we have to talk about the
2: philosophical <laughs> <No>, worldview <Exactly. laughs> again?" They exactly. do, but by the time they're rolling their eyes, what that tells me is that we have cultivated a conversation. In which they're thinking critically um, (sighs) about
0: things.
3: What a a word. I'm so glad you said that.
0: We want our children to critically think. I think we get lost sometimes with parents and they don't want their children to question them. Right. And, you know, they need to be doing it in a respectful way. But I said, you do want your children questioning. You want them questioning their faith. Absolutely. You want them to be critically thinking because otherwise they're going to pick up every wind of doctrine. Um, In the world, if they haven't been taught how to critically think through things and run it through scripture.
2: And I think we live in a culture that is focused almost completely on consumerism, Mm. right? Um, The vast majority of kids today have smartphones and we're constantly consuming content. Mm. And so one of the other shifts we want to make is from being passive consumers to being actively engaged, making thoughtful decisions, and then intentionally unpacking things. So it doesn't mean we can never watch a movie or listen to a song, even something that may have issues that we need to work through. But we're making the decision to do it instead of just passively letting it sweep over us. Yeah.
1: But the idea is also to really train your kids within that critical mm. thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. Because eventually they are going to be going out and making their own decisions. And you and not want only them to make those right, exactly, wise decisions. Exactly, you want them to be making those wise decisions, not only in the world of entertainment, but in every aspect of I their life. I often talk
3: about the fact that. We can create some external filters, electronic, but we right. need to have those internal filters. Right, absolutely, right.
1: absolutely. And so, if it's always a question of of saying yes, this is good, no, this is not, without talking through some of mm-hmm. those things, you're not really preparing yeah. your kids for the world ahead. That's right. One of the most gratifying things that I think we hear at plugged in is sometimes <laughs> we have we have parents, young parents, who say, "I was raised on plugged in. I hated you guys at the time. <laughs> yes, We've I've, learned, many a childhood. <laughs> I've learned to appreciate it, and now I." I use plugged in yeah. with my own kids and those are the type of letters that we really we well,
3: well, speaking of being raised on it. It's been around for a long time. What is the reach of plugged in? And you know how many people are utilizing this? And we know mm-hmm. we use it with our children and yeah. so we are the recipients of that. But what's the clicks and what's happening around the world for plugged in?
2: You know, on a typical month recently over the last year or two and COVID and you know of course has scrambled everything. Yes. Um we will have between six hundred and eight hundred thousand unique visitors to plugged in and they will typically engage between a million and a half and two million page views a month. Now a month. we're incredible. obviously an American-based ministry. The majority of our audience is a US audience, about eighty-five yeah. percent. But we do have about fifteen percent from around the world, and you won't be surprised to know that the vast majority of that is English speaking, mm, so yeah. we have a presence in South Africa. We have a presence in Australia, yep. Great Britain, Canada. Oh, well, it's Zealand. on our website. And we drive people. Thank to you. I was going to say,
0: I, and we talk about it often. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. And interestingly, we get um, requests fairly regularly for, you know, permission to translate into other languages. So, you know, we've had requests from like Saudi Arabia and Germany, and and that would be an interesting conversation too. But mm. There was a time in which our culture globally was lots of patchworks of very individual cultures. And we're living in such a global culture now. And even movie releases, it used to be something might come out six months later. There still are some gaps, but man, it is a global culture in which the entertainment, a lot of it's being produced in the United States, not all of it. It's showing up immediately globally yeah, simultaneously. The place. Yeah. You know, some parts of the world
3: we're getting it, you know, as I said, twelve months later or right. two years later or something like that. But now it's happening all the time. My name is Brett Ryan and I hope you're enjoying the show. Stay with us as my wife Kate and I continue our conversation with Adam Holt and Paul Assay from Focus on the Family's Plugged In Team, right here on Focus on the Family Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au Hi and welcome back to Focus on the Family Australia. Today's guests are Adam Holt and Paul Assay. From Focus on the Family's plugged in team, along with my wife Kate and myself Brett Ryan.
0: So you write reviews on movies, TV, games, music, YouTube, and even books how do you decide which ones to review as there's an avalanche of content? Coming there through.
1: is an absolute avalanche <laughs> of content. It's it's ridiculous. We try to keep up with it as, as well as we can, but it's impossible for us to cover everything. And so we tend to look for things. Obviously, if there's a huge blockbuster movie out, we want to review it. Yeah. Things that are going to be going to a wide audience, we want to do. Yeah. Uh, but we also look for maybe under-the-radar things that have really good family messages or that yeah. we think might be a, a special interest to families, uh, Christian movies, and things that have buzz within the culture. You know, sometimes we have these things that, these movies especially.
2: And sometimes TV
1: shows. And sometimes TV shows that are getting a lot of traction within the culture. We want to give our readers and our users the ability to talk about those things Mm. and examine them from a Christian point of view.
3: Yeah. And that's great. And that's what's needed. But even if you're not a Christian. Oh, absolutely. It's right. still great advice. Yeah. Right. This is still really helpful for many of our listeners who want to bring up their children with values. Exactly. But for those who have got a faith, it gives you a framework. But as I said, it's, it's this dialogue you want to have with your kids. So that's the reason why you do even maybe controversial ones, that ones that you think, oh, I'll never let my child go and see that. Or we would
2: never watch that movie. And, but you need to talk it because it's culturally relevant. So, I have a story. I have a personal story. My son's 15. He comes to me about two weeks ago and says, Dad, all of my friends are getting together to watch American Psycho. Now, this is a movie that came out in the year, I believe, 2000, starring Christian Bale, based on a best selling novel. And it has copious amounts of everything bad. Mm-hmm. This yes. is, I would put it in my top 10 list of movies I would never want my children watching. Yes. Um, But I was also a teen boy once and teen boys, by nature, they go out and look for the most extreme thing, you know, to go experience that together. That's what I did. Yeah. And I didn't have anybody helping me make those decisions and I made some really bad decisions and he said, you know, what do you think? I said, you know, but I know that we're allowing you to see more and more things and we're talking about that but I think this one's gonna be out of bounds. And here's why. You know, yeah. it's got a massive amount of sexual content, it's got a massive amount of, of nasty violence. And because I have a relationship where there's give and take, yeah. A, I'm glad he even came to me. Mm-hmm. And because the question, he could have gone to his friend's house and watched this, and I would have never been the wiser. But we may think it's self-evident that this is terrible. Yeah. It's yeah. self-evident that no person who cares about morals or values would ever see this movie but it's not self-evident to your 15 year olds and with the advent of smartphones and all of the entertainment that was ever created in the history of the world is available to them even if you've got good boundaries in your house there's nothing to say that their friends do and we want to be able to equip families to have a conversation So and to go to that review and say well that's what I did I went to plugged in and said here's what's in this movie I'm going to say no on this one. Yeah, yeah. isn't
0: it interesting because we have did that with our boys too. And the conversation we had was what are we putting in our eye gate yep. and our ear gate because whatever goes in is going to come out somewhere. Somewhere along yeah. the line. And so we talked about that, you know, what are we putting into our eyes, what are we putting into our ears because it does reproduce Yes. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And when Pretty you're talking, ab- yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. And and when you're talking about the
1: audience that tends to come to plugged in, you would think that they would have, I don't know if higher standards would be the yeah. word we would use, but honestly our audience watches the very same things that the broader culture does. Yeah. Um, these are issues that are in churches, in schools, yeah. everywhere that you go. And because of that, we really need to just keep on top of the culture as a whole. Not to talk about the culture as we wish it would be, Yeah, right. but the culture as it is. Yeah, it's yeah, good.
2: A couple of years ago, there was a movie that came out, an R-rated movie called Magic Mike. Yeah. It was a movie about male strippers. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if ever there seemed to be something that would be Self evident, like, why would you cover that movie? Mm. We had 60,000 page views of that review the first weekend, yeah. And so, I'm sure some of it is rubberneckers like, oh, what are the crazy Christians saying about the male <laughs> stripper? <laughs> like, we know that we have a certain percentage yeah. of people who may want to come to us because they think our perspective is hysterically countercultural, mm-hmm. but. Even with something like when the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie came out, mm. and, and we had an ongoing conversation about that here at Focus. Yeah, you would have said,
3: should we? Should we not? Should <laughs> we? Should we covered not? the first
2: one, and we didn't cover the subsequent ones. Mm. Um, but we had a lot of people who said, my girlfriends were going to take me to this movie, and I didn't know what it was, and I read your review. And so, again, those of us who are plugged into the culture may have a really good radar for what something is. is. Yeah.
3: But
1: because of that avalanche of stuff out there, a lot of people have no idea. Mm. You know, Fifty Shades of Grey is an interesting example. I was the one who actually reviewed the first one. And it was a very difficult
3: How could movie. you d- divert your eyes? It was... Oh, that would have been very difficult.
2: It well, was, we can come back to that question. Yeah. It's yeah. an important question. Mm.
1: Yeah. It was... A really difficult movie to review and it was um painful in some ways but because of where that movie was it, it allowed us in our review to talk about the brokenness mm. what these people are seeking what these people are searching for they're seeking a level of transcendence that they're trying to find through really unsavory means yeah. and in the review we were able to point people to really where you find that transcendent experience. And I knew that there were people who were going to be reading it who didn't necessarily share what we believe, what we think. It was an opportunity, I think, to just plant a little seed in in a couple of readers' hearts and minds, maybe.
3: So part of that question would be, do you have to watch the whole movie or do you try and skim through? But as I understand, you have to watch it from,
2: you watch from, it from the start to the finish because otherwise you're not giving mm-hmm. a
3: full review. Right.
2: And we're at this weird place in our culture where you may think you know what's in a movie. For example, the Motion Picture Association of America here at least does a rating. And then they'll say, you know, rated R for graphic nudity, strong yeah. violence, that sort of thing. You would think, okay, it says graphic nudity. Lately, there's been a huge spate of male nudity as a joke, right? And Mm -hmm. so the graphic nudity is a naked guy running across the screen. So unless you actually see it, even with those descriptors, we may not know what the content is now.
3: And we also know around the world, ratings change. Oh, they change. It's not the same.
2: It's very subjective. But here in the United States, the one line that we have drawn in terms of Okay, so is there a way we can know something's out of bounds ahead of time? If something has strong sexual content and graphic nudity in the MPAA description, we're typically not going to do those movies. So, again, it's trying to say where's the line, but we also acknowledge that there's a lot of stuff out there that people are seeing that we don't know what the problems are. And I think the other thing I would say with regard to Fifty Shades of Grey there was a big kerfuffle over that in our our ministry conversation you know yeah. where's the line and i remember paul saying the reality is a lot of these tv shows streaming on these services are way more graphic than what you saw in that movie uh and so something will rise to the top as the big controversial thing but there's all this stuff under the radar that actually yeah. may have more problems and we want to let people know about a lot of that tv too. shows start off Okay, T V shows for right. example. Yeah. And
3: then they progress to be more left leading and yep. or more graphic or more violent or or more suggestive
1: and you go, it started off pretty good right. and then it, right. and yeah. it changed. And that's the struggle when it comes to reviewing TV. I've been reviewing TV ever since I've been here and It can be so frustrating because with a movie, you have a product. Mm. You can tell what is in it from beginning to end. With a TV show, it changes all the time. And uh, we can be taken off guard sometimes by what we see come through the pipe.
0: Yeah, even just with you talking about this, I think sometimes parents go to plugged in because they need the backup Mm -hmm. so they might see it. Right. They might even see it themselves, but they know that their kids really don't want to listen to what mom and dad says. Oh, right. you're, you're just saying that because you're old. Right. <laughs> and you really just don't get it. Um, but you go, oh, well, look, you know, let's look at plugged in, see what they right. have to say about it. It's like We it's can not be just, the bad cop. That's right. It's, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's the good cop, bad cop. Um, but I just think that's that wonderful backup where you've done the full-on research. Like a parent can sit through it, look at it, but they might miss these swear words or miss that. But you guys have done the full review and that's so helpful well, i'm, I'm
3: intrigued i gotta find out how, how do you work it? out how many yes. how many swear words there are <laughs> and and, and,
1: and, oh, and we word counts person. and
3: i'm intrigued
0: because it's basically an analytics yes, process it, it
1: is, is. Yeah. so <laughs> this is what we use in the theater for those who can't see obviously and most of you can't it's yes. a light-up pen essentially and I use a a light-up pen to take notes when I'm in a movie theater. Um, Adam and a few others tend to use little tiny flashlights to take notes and yeah we write down almost everything. We all have different modes of how we take notes for swears. That's always one of the most interesting questions because you think how can you tell if there's 43 words like specifically because some
0: people think one word's a swear word and another word isn't.
1: Right, right and sometimes we do have to, to sort of double check. You know, mm. if we have two people seeing a movie, that way we can have a little bit you of that You said 43. I said it's 42. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a boxing match. Exactly. And, and who knows? A parent might say, oh, you know, I could deal with 42,
0: but 43 <laughs> yeah, beyond enough. the... Point. Over the edge. Yeah. So
1: I, I actually have just a, a little separate sheet of paper that I mark down all the, yeah. all the swear words.
2: On. And I just write one streaming flow and then I go back through it later. And for me, I liken it almost to a track meet. I will write nonstop for two hours my little chicken scratch scribbles and when i get done i might have 50 to 75 pages of yeah, notes adam mm-hmm. kills so many um, trees on I'm, his a, I'm a dumb that's <laughs> a tree so i almost think of it we're almost like social scientists or anthropologists that's in terms of how we try to cover things and you know the follow-up question is and you hinted at it How do you deal with the extreme content that you see? Mm. And there are a couple different answers to that question. But one of the first ones really is the fact that it becomes a very clinical activity. When you're sitting there taking notes. You're on the job. You're on the job. And it's not to say that those images can't influence you. I'm not making that argument. But uh, there's something about... You know, there's breast nudity in this scene, explicit sex scene movements. When you're writing that down, it's a very different experience and one where you you have a remove because of that. There's a subjectivity versus objectivity. Well, you're not really engaged
0: in the movie as a watcher.
2: Not in the same way. You're
0: looking at it in a totally different,
2: you know, it is like
0: somebody at a track meet. Yeah. And And you're going, you're watching and you go, oh, isn't that exciting? And they're they're coming ahead and they're doing this. Yeah. And you're so engaged in that rather than trying to pick it apart Well, they moved their arms incorrectly there. Right. Their stride was incorrect there or they took off too fast or they. Mm.
1: Yep. I, th- I think that what Adam said earlier about being an anthropologist is quite correct. I mean, we really are going in there with that <laughs> remove. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, that has helped me as we've gone through this is the ability... We have a lot of conversations within the plugged-in team. Yep, yep. When we see a movie, we engage with that movie deeply, and we like to bounce a lot of ideas off of people. Yep. And it sort of goes back to one of the, the primary things that I encourage parents or users to do not to let movies sit in your brain. Mm. It's important to to sort of process them with other people, yeah. to be able to talk with other people about the ideas that you see, the problems that you see. Um, sometimes for me, because I tend to think a lot when I'm writing, yeah. a lot of times I don't even know what I think about a movie until I actually start writing the review. Yeah.
3: Mm. We're probably two-thirds of the way through our conversation. <laughs> and, and I think we need to have you back. We're there. I
2: think that we can come back. Excellent.
3: (laughs) We've been speaking with Adam Holt and Paul Assay from Focus on the Family's Plugged In team. You can find their website with a range of entertainment guidance at pluggedin.com. Hopefully you've been encouraged by what you've heard and consider how you can take on board some of their insights to understand and navigate some of today's culture. If you'd like some other helpful free video resources on parenting and relationships and even something for the kids, they can be found on our FamilyCast platform, go to families.org.au. I'm Brett Ryan on behalf of my wife Kate and the rest of the Focus team. We look forward to you tuning in again for part two of this conversation next weekend on Focus on the Family Australia.